It is Monday, March 30th, and big economic measures are coming for all businesses in Canada. What does the 75% wage subsidies mean for individuals and businesses? This is a topic we're going to discuss on today's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Welcome everyone to another Tax Insights podcast by Dentons. I'm your host, Chris Young, and today I am once again joined by Keith Hennel, uh, lead partner for the Tax Practice Group in Edmonton, and Gergay Hegedush, senior tax associate lawyer in the Edmonton office as well. Thank you both for coming on the podcast again. Thanks, Chris. So before we dive deep into what the Prime Minister said this morning, I just want to be clear that the details of the economic measures that he announced for the wage subsidies won't be released until tomorrow. What I did want to do today, though, was go over some insights, at least on the surface, about what this really means for Canadians. So Keith, let's start with you. Can you give kind of the highlights of what was announced this morning? Sure. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. So Prime Minister came out today and and gave a little bit more detail on what what we can expect. So 75% of the salaries um, for employees and businesses on the first $58,700 up to $847 a week uh, per employee is what the government's going to to provide employers. Um, So that's increased from 10 to 75%. And there's no limit on the number of employees that a business can have. Um, And so the Prime Minister said this 75% wage subsidy will apply to all businesses, large or small, that qualify regardless of the number of employees. And it will also apply to, you know, nonprofit organizations and charities. But the caveat here on terms of who's going to qualify is there, he alluded to a revenue decline of 30% for the business um, is one of the qualifying factors. So what that means, how that's going to be measured is left to be uh, decided, I guess, when they when they reveal the, the legislation in more detail. So, Gergay, I'll turn to you. Um, you know, the prime minister was pretty stern in his warning to companies who may want to take advantage of this program. Uh, can we talk about maybe how does enforcement typically work on some of these government subsidy programs that are given to businesses? Yeah, Chris. So the, it's not clear how the severe the the uh, penalties will be, but it does sound like there will be penalties in place for people who take advantage of the system. And it, it, it's not clear how the system will be vetted or how it will be implemented. So it been previously announced that there would be um, it would be a reduction to source deductions that were being made. However, it's not clear whether that's still going to be the case. If it is still a reduction of source deductions, then the deemed trust will still arise over those amounts. So that means that the government has 
extra collection powers to collect those power, those amounts if um, taxpayers are supposed to remit them and they don't remit them. Um, that means that the, the basically the CRA has a security interest over the property and has the extra ability to go collect those amounts. And so some of those enforcement powers that the CRA already has is that it has the ability to examine books and records of taxpayers. So that means that if someone doesn't meet the 30% decline in revenue, but they say they do, then the CRA can go, say, look at their bank accounts and verify whether they actually have a 30% reduction in their revenue. Now, would this require some type of audit? I'm assuming they they would need to compare a business's revenues in the previous year to now, or do you think they'll look at it as from January of 2020 until now you're showing a 30% decrease? Like, well, I, I, again, the details aren't out yet, but how far back would they consider a 30% drop? They would probably compare it year over year. Say so they look at what you were making prior to the the outbreak, uh, so prior to around March fifteenth, and, and determine what you made on a monthly basis, and also compare it to what you made last year, and also possibly other previous years as well. Keith, for the announcements of when this would be, I think the uh, prime minister announced that this would be backdated for individuals. Do you have that with you? Yeah, back, backdated to March fifteenth. This program. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's, it remains to be seen um, whether this is in conjunction with the 10% wage subsidy or if replacing it fully likely is, but their website hasn't been updated. And, and so that'll be interesting to see as well. It's just a complete revamp of the program. And for a lot of these subsidies, and I'll maybe pose this question to both of you, uh, typically when would individuals expect payment to be made once um, businesses filed for this? It, it, it kind of depends on if it's a re- reduction in remittances, it depends on the employer because some employers are required to remit on a monthly basis, whereas others are required to remit on a quarterly basis. So if you're remitting on a quarterly basis, then, then it would reduce the amount you'd have to remit uh, every quarter. However, if it's on a monthly basis, then you'd be reducing your remittances every month. So it kind of depends on how the government rolls this out on whether it's actually they're going to cut a check or whether it's just a reduction to the remittances that employers have to make. Right. Uh, now, during the announcement, it also uh, Prime Minister Trudeau also mentioned the ability to pay indicating, and this was, I thought, interesting, uh, he said, for businesses who can pay the remaining 25%, uh, you should go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's interesting. He used the terminology ability to pay. Uh, what does that mean and how do they gauge your ability to pay? I think it, they'll probably look at the same criteria for qualifying for the temporary wage sub- subsidy, whether you actually have a decline in your revenue and they haven't provided any specifics on what that will be, but they'll probably look at what your cash flow is like now and what it was like before the pandemic and determine whether you, you do have the funds to actually pay your employees. And we'll, we'll see when, when this legislation comes out, um, if there's anything more than the prime minister's comments, which is, you know, amounts to moral suasion to impose on businesses, do the right thing, attitude, um, police themselves that way, or whether there's actually going to be some mechanism in there that would give the CRA or the government some ability to claw the money back. Yeah, I would expect there there will be some pretty severe penalties for anyone who's abusing the system, because I think they'll really want to really send a strong message that, that people should not be taking advantage of this subsidy. And the government also, well, the prime minister this morning also said that 
that there's going to be a, a verification system set up prior to this whole program being rolled out. Bear in mind, there's going to be some kind of projection or whatnot. You're going to have to have some numbers, I suspect, to provide to enroll in this program. And I guess one of the, the biggest changes now is that before it only applied to smaller, medium-sized businesses, but now it applies to all businesses. So that seems to be a pretty significant change, as well as Keith mentioned, uh, charities and not-for-profits. Yeah, I imagine now that they've extended this to all businesses, I mean, what's the likelihood of them crafting another customized program for any one specific industry? Um, I imagine they may lean on this and say, look, we've covered all the businesses, but I know we're keeping track of one specifically for the energy industry in Alberta. But I tend to think that they may lean on this and just say, now, look, we're, we're, we're giving every business part of this subsidy. And that's that's kind of our program to help you. Interesting, Chris, because in conjunction with this COVID um, health crisis that we're all going through, there was also, right before that, the precipitous crash in the oil and gas energy sector, which the government keeps being asked uh, about how they're going to address this. Specifically, you know, Alberta's heavily impacted by that. And this, you know, these measures that are rolling out now are COVID-specific related to this this current crisis. And there's an old overall systemic issue with the energy sector right now that needs to also be addressed. So underlying that there's going to be, and the government's alluded to it, that there's going to be some kind of relief or package in the energy sector as well that I would think would be in addition to this. Yeah, definitely a lot of economic austerity measures that the government's taking to ensure our economy doesn't collapse here during these uh, troubling times. So, uh, Gergay, Keith, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. I know didn't give you guys lots of time. Uh, this announcement was just made this morning. However, uh, we'll probably be back on recording tomorrow as the details do get rolled out. Uh, I encourage everybody to subscribe and follow the Denton's podcast so you can get updates as we roll them out. And don't forget, if you have any questions regarding to any of these economic measures or tax measures resulting from this, feel free to reach out to Gergay and Keith, and they'd be more than happy to answer your questions. So uh, thank you both again, taking time out of your busy schedule today, and we will chat with you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.